What's going on? Welcome in to Pod That. It's two brothers talking sports. I'm George. I'm going to be joined by Sammy, and we're going to go through all the quarterback battles through a tweet. See who wins them, like Jameis versus Taysom, Justin Fields versus Andy Dalton, Mac and Cheese versus Cam Newton. So we're just going to go through all those. You're going to really enjoy it. That's our only topic for today as we're kind of ramping up into football season. We're going to be traveling, so you're going to hear us from different location. We'll just keep the location secret until we get there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in today's podcast. Tweet at us. Instagram us. If you have any topics you want us to discuss before football season. And as always, this episode is brought to you by the Sports on Tap, the Internet's pub. You're going to have me and Sammy talking all these quarterbacks here in a second. So get ready for that. And cheers to sports. Enjoy the episode. All right. We are recording, George. And it is a uh, late night one. A late Tuesday, 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Are we on Pacific time? We are on Mountain Standard Time, but right now Mountain Standard Time and Pacific Time are the same time because uh, the state of Arizona has made a smart decision and has decided that fuck daylight savings time. We're not going to recognize it. Uh, I I thought you would maybe use the word opt out. They've opted out from daylight savings times, and it probably is the best idea. So I was correct. We technically are on Pacific Standard Time as well. And uh, today's going to be a quick one, George, but we have one tweet that we're going to discuss because the NFL season's coming up. And of course, there are some starting quarterbacks that we need to start discussing who is going to get the job. And I'm going to, I'm just going to start us off already from at sharp football, AKA Warren sharp on Twitter. He said, predict the five starting QBs for week one. And we're going to go one by one. There's five. Um, according to him, I don't think we're missing any, right? There's five quarterback battles um, that uh, seemingly are the ones that are possible. I don't know if there's any others that were Yeah, I mean, some people are saying that Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew could be a quarterback battle, but that's because Urban Meyer has said it's, he's trying to do the Pete Carroll thing where we're competing for every position and I'm not going to name it. He's even said like their veterans are competing for their starting like left tackle spots with who. Even if they've been in the league for okay. twelve years, so 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 no, we're not missing any. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll start with the first one for the Denver Broncos, which I actually find to be one of the more interesting ones because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the other ones are old guy versus young guy. Um, this is, in my opinion, like it's kind of old guy versus young guy, veteran versus third year, right? <sighs> yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is not like old guy to me. I don't know. He had a pretty decent year. He signed a contract. Like he had a pretty decent couple. He's only twenty eight. Even in his thirties yet. So God, he feels like he's so old. Like his like his career has gone through so many ups and downs. Like bench guy, starter, injury, journeyman, back to starter. Like a lot of different uh, movements for Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he has, and that. But that's why I'm like he's not old guy. You know what I mean? Like the guys. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think. I mean, what would I say? He was 28. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty crazy to think. I mean, 28 years old, Baker Mayfield's 26. Like that. Yeah. No, that's why I said it's pretty crazy. Actually, it's, it's very, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by his youngness. So it's Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke. Um, two guys that mm, I'd say if you're running a football team are not necessarily, you're not you're not stoked those are your two options 
right? Like you're fine, yeah. but still. Right. And, you know, could you like come up with two more opposite guys competing for this job? Like you got Teddy Bridgewater. He's, you know, Teddy checked down, really safe, doesn't turn over the ball much. You, you know what you're getting out of Teddy Bridgewater. You're going to get those nice 12-yard outs. He's going to make the easy throws, nothing spectacular. But he ain't going to kill you, you know, throwing the ball uh, to the other team. And then you got Drew Locke, who's like, all right, I'm a gunslinger. I wrapped to Jeezy. I'm going to throw bombs. Um, he had the second highest turnover rate in NFL last season after uh, Carson Wentz. He takes a lot of risks, and he's high, re- high reward, high risk. We've seen Drew Locke look fucking awesome and we've looked seen drew lock look like shit so it's like two separate total different guys what's your prediction yeah and i guess you said you've seen drew lock look awful and look awesome you've also seen teddy rather teddy uh, teddy bridgewater never look like either one of those things teddy bridgewater's never looked awful he's never looked like awesome either he's always looked (laughs) pretty like yeah you're like the 15th best quarterback in the NFL. And this is where I think that's why. Sorry, Sammy. I have to stop you there. That's probably why his name is Teddy. Steady Teddy. Wow. (laughs) Great one. That's a great one. He, he, um, like he's better than drew lock. I I think they know that like he's more stable and better than drew lock, but that doesn't mean he's gonna, if drew lock got his opportunities and, you know, almost like a Jameis Winston, like cut down on turnovers, maybe like felt a little more mature in the room. That doesn't mean Drew Locke can't be better than him, right? And that doesn't mean that the upside with Teddy is greater than the upside of Drew because we we know the upside of Teddy is pretty stable. Drew Locke, maybe, you know, he might, he's young, he's a little younger. It's only what, his third year? He yeah. could have the breakout year. And that's why I think, I think because it's the Denver Broncos and they seem like that stable organization that just mm-hmm. wants the guy that's going to guarantee them like some stability. I think we're going to start off the year of Teddy Bridgewater, but I, I believe the starter by the end of the year will be Drew Locke. Okay. I think opposite. I think they know they can't win this division being steady. I know that they, they probably know they can't make the playoffs being steady with a division of Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. Um, I think they look at this and say, hey, let's we the only way we make this division is if our quarterback pops. And the only guy that has an opportunity to pop is Drew Locke. I'm not saying he's going to pop. I actually don't think he's gonna pop. I don't think it's gonna work. I I really don't. I don't think it's bad. I think they're gonna throw him out there saying, All right, I mean, the only way we're gonna compete for a playoff spot is if something spectacular happens. And we know Teddy's not gonna be spectacular. Yeah, and know. and you have to remember one more thing. Vic Fangio's coaching for his job. It's sink or swim here. He he he's he can't like kind of go five hundred. He's fired. He either has to make the playoffs, or he's probably fired. Which is why you go with Teddy Bridgewater in my eyes. Let, let me just read out some like numbers really quick. Uh, I don't. This is like in football. I don't like to talk about numbers too much unless it's quarterbacks. Like that's the one position yeah, where I'm like, okay, numbers like. You know, I if you like listen to talk to this about pod- numbers of long snappers a lot, but <laughs> everyone that watch like listen to this podcast knows, even the NBA season, we're not talking that much about like, well, this guy's three point percentage, blah blah blah. No, I like, agree with really you with quarterbacks. About. By the way, that's like the one yeah. position I really do care about the numbers. And there's literally zero evidence that Drew Locke has more popability than Teddy Bridgewater. If you look at the numbers, you have a fifty seven percent completion percentage of Drew Locke. 
versus last year with the Panthers. And this was not with the Saints where it was safer. 69.1% completion percentage for Bridgewater with 3,700 yards to compare to Drew Locke's 2,900. Um, and then both were average. 15 to 15 touchdowns, 11 picks for Teddy Bridgewater and 16 touchdowns, 15 okay, but how many ga- How many games did each one of them play? That's an important stat to, to put with the yards and, and the touchdowns and the interceptions and the touchdowns. I mean, didn't Drew Locke play most of the year? No, I think he played like nine games because he, he remember he was hurt. He, he hurt something in his leg, and I think he he missed like the three five out of the first six games or so. I mean, he's still. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the number is. I'll look at it here, but I mean, he still was bad. Fifty nine percent. Okay, yeah, but that's why because he's a big risk quarterback. I mean, Drew Locke. I mean, Drew Locke throws the ball down the field while Teddy Bridgewater is very stable. He's dinking and dunking. Yeah, because you got to look at the yards per attempts. If we're gonna talk about that, I mean, I, I hate talking so much numbers, but that's that's yards per attempt versus you know, so thirteen games versus sixteen games. So that's three more games. I just wonder what the yards, but I don't. I agree. I mean, look, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, three more games. Yeah, if you consider three more games, and you look at Drew Locke's like average shot the year was maybe like two hundred fifty of what I'm looking at. Um, He still might not have equated up to the 3,700 yards. He might have had some more touchdowns, but he would still be at a 57% completion percentage. Oh, the completion percentage is awful. I think, I just think it's, and this doesn't mean that Bridgewater should get the job. I think it's obvious that Bridgewater is the better quarterback and might have more ability to lead them to win today. But if you are looking for someone that might have this slight chance to pop, it could be uh, Drew Locke could you know have maybe more i guess he has more breakout season potential in the sense of he's younger that's what that's kind of what i meant there like in we don't know really what's there but yeah so you go bridgewater i'm going lock what do we got i just think vangio seems like the guy that's going safe you know what i mean seems like he looks like a safe dude it looks like he wears protection um this is actually one of the more fascinating ones i think this one's the more uh, one of the more debated ones that were going number two. The third one's our favorite for sure. But the second mm-hmm. one is Trey Lance or Jimmy G. And uh, let me just start by saying this personally. Um, I think both, uh, they both have their pros and cons. And I think uh, if I'm going to start by just saying this simply, if I'm the 49ers, I start Jimmy G. And I don't even think about it. And there's mm-hmm. one reason because, I think the number one problem of Jimmy Garoppolo right now too is confidence. And if there's anything you can do to save his confidence, name him the starter. Don't love him. He's trying to build up his stock a little bit so you can trade that contract or do whatever you want. But like just starting him on the bench, Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to become that next guy that just sits on the bench because people are going to think he lost it. Almost like what happened to Cam Newton for like a year. Yeah. Here's the thing. Jimmy Garoppolo was the most overrated quarterback in the NFL for like two years, including by me. (laughs) I mean, I was kind of, you know, I was on top of that. I was in first class of that train. Just like, yeah, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy Jesus. He's not the most underrated quarterback in the NFL all of a sudden. Like, the guy is yeah. 24 and 8 as a starter. And the guy did lead, was one pass away from the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, well, if he completed that, yeah, he had a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl. The defense gave up the 10 point lead, not Jimmy G in the fourth quarter. Jimmy G did enough to get him to the opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Trey Lance is the future, right? Like, Trey Lance is the guy in San Francisco 
who's going to be the long-term future and a good quarterback. But the guy didn't even play any games last year because of COVID. Um, so he's a year off to throw him right into the National Football League. He hasn't really looked that fantastic. Uh, I think Jimmy G is a starting quarterback for you know seven, eight games. And let Trey Lance kind of get equated to the NFL and then uh, put in Trey Lance because he's going to be the better quarterback going forward. He'd be older than Teddy Bridgewater. This just still blows my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> this whole Teddy that Bridgewater blows my mind too. Thing. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's 29, turning 30 this year. Um, that's very interesting to me. I guess he was behind Brady for a while, but like, I just thought he was younger. Um, yeah. The hard thing with Garoppolo is, at the end of the day, I... Like I think he should be the starter because of veteran presence and just the better quarterback probably right now. But man, when you go out and trade all those picks to go get that quarterback, you shot Garoppolo's confidence. He knows he's not the quarterback for the future. And there's so much complication that comes with that. Whether that's like, you know, what's how much is he putting his body on the line this year? How much does he fucking care to be honest? Like seriously. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. If I was making a hundred million dollars and I thought like my bosses quit on me. Some people take it as revenge, but some people might just be like, like, fuck you guys. Like that extra yard where he might have wanted to get hit. He might be like, I might get traded to. I can't risk that. And that's the truth. Yeah. Or he's like, I need to show people that I'm fucking really still good. And then he gets traded to a good team because he needed. Yeah. Like trade so. me to the Packers if Rodgers really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Well, that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> All right. This one's going to be the quickest, easiest one. Tamis, mm-hmm. t- t- uh, Taysom Hill, Tamis Winston. I think we saw the answer yesterday during that uh, Monday night, whatever. It was a Tuesday, right? No, Monday. It was Monday night. Monday, Monday night Monday football. Jameis uh, Winston's the better quarterback. Do you, you mean during that Monday uh, night football clinic that Jameis Winston put on? Clinic. Nine for, well, nine for ten. Two touchdowns, perfect passing, great poise in the pocket. Just look like the famous Jameis I saw at Florida State that led them to the national title. Saying, you know, I placed a bet yesterday on Jameis Winston to win MVP of NFL plus 5,000. I, I do know that. I do. And not going to an MVP, but he's he has very good potential for a great year. Let's not forget the last time he was a starting quarterback. He threw for 5,100 yards and 33 touchdowns. I know he had 30 that's picks. Not even, and that's not even calculating all the picks he threw and how much they returned it. It's like 6,000 yards. About it's this. amazing. Think about this. If the guy threw 15 picks, how much different of a narrative would we have if Jameis threw for 5,100 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 14 picks? He'd be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Here's the thing with Jameis. I, I think I, I said this on my podcast as well, but – if Jameis, Jameis didn't have the right coach, Bruce Arians is a great coach for a guy like Tom Brady who's like cautious about throwing interceptions. But you put a guy like Jameis Winston and you tell him risk it to get the biscuit, <laughs> that, that's a recipe for disaster. He needs someone like Sean Payton who's like dink it, dunk it, be careful, don't turn over the ball. He doesn't need – like Jameis and Bruce Arians together are like two guys. They're like, hey, man, do you want a shot? Yeah, I want a shot. That one too. All right, me too. Like, just like, and then you get super drunk. That's Jameis and Bruce Arians together. Yeah, and let's not forget, Taysom Hill's not a very good quarterback. You uh, mean he's 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 not a quarterback? But that's not a quarterback. And I know that this is gonna be interesting because I don't know what they're gonna do. I know he had like a quote before the season that he wants to be traded if he's not gonna be the starting quarterback. Like he does. He's like, I don't want to be on a team unless I'm getting the opportunity to start. Um, 
And but he's getting the opportunity to start. Like he, they gave him, they're giving him it now. Yes, so they, no. If he, but if he loses the position, he should like know he, that he should. Rec- I mean, he, but that's not how things work. When you say I want an opportunity, you don't mean a preseason opportunity. Because here's the problem: if mm-hmm. you do trade Taysom, and let's say Jameis becomes a gunslinger that turns out to be shit, you're gonna want to try out Taysom Hill too. Now the problem is, New Orleans has been so used to 20 years of you know one guy and it all working, and now. You have two guys that whoever you pick, there is a possibility within two weeks you change your mind. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But here's the thing with Jameis. I want to say one more thing. I'm sorry. The guy, like, literally was the number one overall pick. He did win a Heisman Trophy, and he did lead a team to the national championship. Not like a guy who kind of, like, played quarterback like Tim Tebow. He was like a stand-in-the-pocket, like, real quarterback. Like, he is really, really, really really talented at throwing the football he is uh i'm sorry i get too passionate like he is but he's but it doesn't mean it it works like that's the problem no no totally totally uh he's there there's a lot of guys that are talented at throwing the football um and that like includes guys that just can't find their way even into the nfl right just sucks decision making sometimes some people just don't have it and he could be that guy. But at the end of the day, I think Jameis Winston's gotten too much hate. You look around the NFL and you see like Andy Dalton, who's going to, we're going to talk about next, like competing with Justin Fields for a starting position. Like Jameis Winston's better than Andy Dalton yep. in every way, shape or form. To- like, totally agree. So like, you know, we can't, I think we want to nitpick Jameis a lot, but there's not that many. Uh, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, but there's not that many people that you can trust to start for 16 games. And I think Jameis can be one of those guys as long as he throws a little bit less interceptions. So that's it. I, I, I totally agree with you. All right, we only got two more, George, that we're heading out today. Um, and for those listening, of course, we are going to be back next uh, month. No, next Wednesday with the next pod. It's going to be a shorter one because we're traveling, but. We're going to do the four and five, which is Andy Dalton or Justin Fields for the first one. The Chicago Bears, the Bears starting quarterback. Who should it be? Now, this one, I think, is actually who one of the tough Should it be or who is it going to be? It's going to be Andy Dalton. I think we it's know. It's going that, to be Andy right? Dalton because Andy Dalton gives you the best. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL, I think, starting. And that's coming out of my quarterback rankings. Uh, if Drew Locke starts, he's worse than Andy Dalton. No, I think he, I have Drew Locke 30th and I have Andy Dalton 30. It doesn't matter. Between 28 and 32, like you don't want to be any of those quarterbacks. They all suck, so it's hard to pick who's the worst. But anyway, the point is uh, I think he's going to start, but um, I think that's because Matt Nagy knows Justin Fields might not ready to win, be ready to win games. The long term, uh, he's trying to save his job in a way too. Yeah, he's he's – that's a good point. And if if Dalton's not very good in the first couple of weeks, Justin Fields right there. What you yep. can't do is start Justin Fields. It's not like a Garoppolo Lance situation. Like no. that one, I think Lance knows he's a project. Garoppolo knows he can be a starter. This is like if you start Fields, you're not putting in Dalton. Right. It's done. So you might as well just play Dalton for a couple games. If it's getting you, if you're three and one, you just say, Justin, keep waiting a little bit, you know, and Next year might be your year. We just got to continue winning this year to save our jobs and and keep winning. And I think that's that simple. Yeah. And and you don't want to start them week one against you know the Rams like that. That's that they're playing week one. Yeah, Andy Dalton will get hurt. He been. I think they play Rams. Start them week two versus Cincinnati. <laughs> no, you want Dalton to play against Cincinnati. That's a cool oh, yeah. story. Yeah, but it's not at Cincinnati. 
So and Cleveland has a good defense. I, I'm picking Week Four versus Detroit for uh, Justin Fields. What if they're two and one? Well, they, they will not be two. They're losing know. to the Rams and they're losing to the Browns for sure. They might lose to Cincinnati as well. Yeah, that's true. And then Dalton will be out. Simple. Now, the one that I think is the most obvious answer is probably why it's number five is Cam Newton or Mac Jones. I okay. Um, I think this one's easy. It's Cam Newton. I think it was easy. I think Cam. It was Cam Newton. But now all these reports are they're frustrated with Cam Newton after he m- made mistakes with COVID protocols, and now they think back and cheese might actually have a chance to win the starting spot because that of- wasn't a good one. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna that's let you nick- know. That's, that, that's his nickname. Okay, it's not a good one. I'm just letting you know. It's not. It's not <laughs> a joke. Did you know that's his nickname? I mean, I, that's fine. I'm just saying it's not a good one. But what's not good? It's not my joke. It's their joke. Did you did you know that though? Did you really did you know his nickname is Mac and Cheese? Uh, it that was Cam Newton gave him that nickname. Well, Cam Newton obviously was like, if I nickname a Mac and Cheese, there's no way they could start a guy whose nickname is Mac and Cheese. I'm just saying, Cam Newton. I literally Googled it. Cam Newton has nicknamed Mac Jones Mac and Cheese. Bart Scott slams Patriots quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton for naming Mac Jones Mac and Cheese. It's one of the most disrespectful nicknames that I've heard in a long time. It's a little, is it disrespectful? Like, why is it disrespectful? Uh, I'll tell you why. Um, let's see. Bart Scott. Remember Bart Scott? Like, what was that? Can, like, can't you know wait. what? Yeah, I was about to say same. I can't wait for you to explain to me why he thinks it's disrespectful. This, this is uh, the New York Post. Maybe Bart Scott is just lactose intolerant. Uh, he said <laughs> did, you say, that, did you say that or did they write that shit? no new york new york post wrote that <laughs> okay i was gonna say was like that was a good one the disrespect <laughs> he said that's disrespectful right that brings up something totally different mac and cheese is like one of the most disrespectful names i've heard in a like, long time and this dude thinks it's a term of endearment like i don't know if somebody told him he's pretty much body shaming him <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know Bart Scott's all about body, like endearment and stuff. <laughs> Neither did I, and I didn't know. Like his name is Mac Jones, so he just kind of came up with Mac and Cheese. He wasn't like, you know, calling him like Fat Pig out of on the sideline or some shit. He said they're gonna treat Cam like a rental car because they know he's not gonna be there next season, so they don't care. They'll run him to the ground, run all the thread tread off the tires, and maybe hand it over to Mac and Cheese in the middle of the season. Like, all right, thank you, Mark Scott. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so who start? Okay, I, I I agree with you. Cam Newton starting over Mac and Cheese. Yeah, George, that was disrespectful. Body, don't body shave Mac and Cheese. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and and plus, Cam Newton should be careful there, man. Cam Cam Newton said he's vegan now, and there's there's dairy in Mac and Cheese, so he shouldn't be talking. You can find vegan Mac and Cheese. I didn't. Okay, George. Uh, Mac Jones will be the starter next year for the Patriots, just not this year. All right, I, I, I think if, I'm gonna call. I think I'm gonna call Macaroon. What if it, that's not good either? What if that's more body shaming? Um, what if Cam Newton gets hurt? Mac Jones comes in, Super Bowl champs, Tom Brady 2.0. Well, Sammy, according to Football Outsiders, I think they have the. Fifth best, sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl this year. Really? 
Yeah. So, I mean, let's just do this real quick. This will literally take like one minute. I'll give you all the uh, top odds on winning the Super Bowl this year. What year did uh, Tom win his? Was this first season when he came in? No, second. Second season, yeah. I don't think, but he didn't play his rookie year at all. Um, I'm going to give you the top 10 according to football outsiders to win the Super Bowl. Are you ready? Wait, George, one second. Mm-hmm. Brady's second game of 2006, Patriots starting quarterback. The year that Bledsoe got hurt was the year that Brady came in and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, it literally could be the same story. Like, a vet quarterback, Cam Newton gets hurt, Mac Jones comes in, wins the Super Bowl, Tom Brady 2.0. Okay, I like it. Tom Brady 2.0, mac and cheese versus the TB12 method in the Super Bowl. He would be so mad. Tom Brady would be so pissed if Mac Jones okay. came in and like won a Super Bowl. Oh, I know. But are you ready for it? Are you ready for the Super Bowl odds? Sure. According to Football Outsiders, it'll be really quick. We won't even make this a topic. We're just going to say real quick. The top 10 teams in descending order. Descending, Sammy. Uh, number 10. So for those that don't know what descending means, that means from higher to, to the one. lower. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to actually start at 11 because I like number 11. 11, the Saints and Jameis. 10, Herbert and the Chargers. 9, the Cowboys. 8, the 49ers. 7, the Patriots. 6, the Seahawks. 5, the Bills. 4, the Packers. 3, the Chiefs. 2, the Ravens. And 1, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, there's a couple I disagree with really quickly. Number one, I would flip the Bills and the Seahawks just based off experience, quarterback play. I think Josh Allen's great, but just experience. And I think if there's the hardest team probably in football to get past is, is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they're in the AFC against the Bills. Um, and number two that I would change is uh, I, I'm, I've I'm changed some of my remarks on Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But I would still be shocked if he was able to come in this year and get multiple playoff victories in a row to the point where they win a Super Bowl. Okay, um, we've seen the pro- we've seen that be a problem. Yeah, we kind of seen the projector. But I like his projector. I'm actually they're going to be my Super Bowl pick most likely going into the season. But um, the thing is with this, this is like playoff. This is like uh, odds if, when they simulated with their computer this season. I think like a hundred thousand times, and that's how many times that team won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if there's some math, it's not a science. It's not an art. That is complete science with their these numbers. Did they take into account Lamar Jackson in the playoffs or what's up? Yeah, yeah they did. And he, he won, finally won a playoff game last year and he had the biggest run of his career. So, so I, I kind of like look at him like Giannis. Like it might just needed a couple play. But we'll talk about that another time. I'm just saying, all I was saying – this is where I'm going to end it is I just haven't fully believe I, I don't b- fully believe yet that he's ready to go win. Like he's multiple, multiple playoff games in a oh, row. I tot- no, I, I totally That's get not- it. You know, what's funny. He's only 23. Like, he's 23. So like, I'm not saying it's yet. not going to happen. Like it's, it's funny. We, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. You I was just saying yourself. it could happen in like, it, he's not going to be 30 till he from seven more years. Like, yeah, eventually he might like, that's pretty crazy. He's like seven, eight years younger than Russell Wilson, for example. I know. He, so like, he I think he only time. has like I think he only has four or five years though, because I think once his legs go, then what he's not gonna be a pocket passer. But that's we'll keep that for a different day. I was just saying it's crazy, like someone like Aaron Rodgers. We say this like, oh, I don't know if Lamar can do it. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl win. Like, yeah, it's really it's really hard. You might be right. It, it, Lamar maybe will never win one. 
Drew Brees has one Super Bowl win. Payne Manning barely got two. Yep. Barely. Russell Wilson went to back-to-back Super Bowls, and it's been, what, seven years? Six yeah, years? So, so you might be right. So Lamar Jackson might never do it. It, it slips away fast, man. Like, yep. there's so many quarterbacks that come in this NFL. Like, you look at, we, you know, I know you were 100% sure Andrew Luck's going to win one, and, like, weirdly injuries happen in retirement. And then right, right. shit like Patrick Mahomes comes out of nowhere and dominates the AFC. And Lamar Jackson comes in for a couple of years, but, you know, couldn't win in the playoffs for some reason for a couple of years. And, it, like, things just – and then you have Tom Brady, like, switches to Aaron Rodgers' uh, conference now. And guess what? Rodgers was – Finally, this close to getting to the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady's like, "Oh, I'm here now." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's that's totally life. Crazy. It, as is life, such is life. Such well, is. much love. Uh, I think that's all we got for today, and we'll be back next week in a different location, and uh, you guys will find out. And uh, this is the Sports on Tap, the Internet's pub. Cheers to sports, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>